illegal participation on the defense. 15-yard penalty from the previous spot remains first down. This had better be a big play after all of that. Second down at eight, four and a half to go in the half, six nothing Beavers. Jonathan from the right hash from the zone 25, goes back to throw, and throws the out, and it's caught, and it's gonna be a big play! Chad Johnson down the left sideline, nobody will catch Chad, and it's a touchdown, 75 yards for the Beavers! This is the moment, and right here will tell perhaps all about that. Third and one and a half from the right hash, Simon's in the handoff, can cuts to the left, first down and more, 30, 25, 20, Simonton on his way, Ken into the end zone, touchdown Beavers, and the streak is going to end here tonight. The snap on target to Nick. he gets a much better punt away here, Sammy Strotter back to his 30 yard line, starts up the middle, gets to the 40, he's got a seam, 45 midfield, 45, 40, he's got a chance to go, 20, 15, 10, 5, Welcome to Illegal Participation, the official podcast of the Heiner Tailgate. Recording this while from Wisconsin, Heiner Tailgate headquarters. I'm your host, head chef, planner, and chief bottle washer, Bill Heine Heinrich. Joining me, as always, from an undisclosed, abandoned World War II era bunker in coastal Tillamook County, the lead driver and director of thermodynamic lipid immersion, my co-host and brother, the Beej. How you doing, Beej? You know, I'm I'm hunkered down here in the bunker. I'm I'm hunkered in the I, bunker. <laughs> I like how you're doing a little uh, tour across uh, Oregon here. I am, I am. I'm, I'm I've never been to the Painted Hills, so I'm thinking maybe that's where I'm going to be ended oh, up maybe, next. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, because yeah, last, last week you were in Harney County. Yeah, good old Harney County. The first week you were in rural Polk County, I think, weren't you? Might yeah. have been. Yeah, I, I you know I sleep in I sleep in barns and fields and under large rocks you know wherever i can find room did you ever see that movie uh, uh up up the creek uh, you mean without a paddle without a paddle <laughs> there we go yeah whatever the hell that was yes. i was up a creek without yes, a paddle, without yeah, paddle. yeah yeah that that that's that's pretty much what i'm doing Why yeah not? i i have admitted there's been a couple of nights i've spooned some people i don't really know who no, they are okay you know so, you don't, you don't but, have to worry about know. that awkward phone call the next day that's yeah, true that so anyway where are we at billy what's well, going the on today of illegal participation is for us to spread our insight experiences and passion for the oregon state beavers with others and generally just talk some beaver sports football tailgating and kind of screw around along the way this week beach we're going to talk a little beaver sports i think you've got an update from eugene for us i right do on. we will go under for the review for week three in the pac-12 i will have a tommy tuberville jackass of the week for us We'll go over we'll go over our picks for the upcoming week four games in the Pac-12. I think uh, we have a cheaters and horrors segment I today. I do believe we have. I do believe we are going to go in depth on a cheater I and a whore. I'm looking forward to that cheater and horror segment. And then Beads, we're going to talk the it's San Diego State game week this week. Beads had a bye last week. They play at home for their second home game of the season against San Diego a little against San Diego State. 
got tied up there. It's, wow, that was, yeah. was impressive. It's, it's me stumbling over my own tongue. And then uh, yeah. we're going to preview the uh, Heinrich tailgater. So what we plan on doing for the uh, for the uh, San Diego State game. All I know is if I'm looking pretty rough by the end of the mm-hmm. night, it's because I got my ass up at 2.30 in the morning and we're tailgating until yes. 6.30 we'll at night. We'll talk about that when we get there, Beach. All right. I just want to remind everybody, if you want to call and leave us a voicemail, the phone number is 541-207-3586. Email us, HeinrichTailgator at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter. Just search for at HeinrichTailgator and also check us out on Facebook. All right, Beach. So we did get a little listener feedback this week. Sweet. I love listener feedback. Is just the one listener Probably. I'm assuming. Um, actually, we've got the, the listener outside actually, of Kyle. Actually, we've got two because Ginger texted me today, or maybe she posted on Facebook, that she got an app on her phone to work. And why are you? Ha- why do you have a... Because I'm in the bunker and I don't have enough lighting in here. So I need a flashlight, okay? <laughs> I'm just sitting here like... Why is Beach holding a flashlight? Okay. Um, no, but we got a message from Ginger saying that she got her uh, an app on her phone to download the podcast, so she's happy. Sweet. Right. Okay, so we got this message from Kurt on uh, the other day. I think it was... Thank you, oh, listener, he, he Kurt. Texted for... us to your, he messaged us on Tuesday. So he, he must have listened to that episode really early Tuesday morning. Because at 11.30 mm-hmm. in the morning, he uh, messaged us on Facebook, and it said, So, your shameless plug for the lost episode made me realize I had not listened to it. So I went back and listened to it. I did not get the David Lee Roth reference, but I did get the Beavis and Butthead reference. So we did have a little a little prize, on, or we had a little little game on there. So anyone that could, the first person to say what that came from would won a little prize. And he said, as a prize, I'm not interested in a tattoo of a butt on a butt on my butt. Although I can see the poetic justice in that, that had to do with the reference we were talking about in there. Cause the mm-hmm. Beavis and Butthead reference was get a tattoo of a butt on a butt on my butt. So it's a great episode. Love but that uh, Kurt continued, but I think some Heinrich tailgater temporary tattoos would be awesome or even better an HT logo sticker one could put on the back of their car to identify as a Heinrich tailgater, something along those lines. And so I am going to tomorrow start looking into getting us some stickers made. Yes. Billy, shut the hell what? up. Because guess what's coming in on what? Thursday? Heinrich tailgater stickers. Are you stickers. kidding me? No, I ordered them oh, last week. awesome. Sweet. So, so they're coming in on Thursday. They're they're being shipped because I'm in the bunker and I, I because I'm not disclosing my yeah, so location. Well, you can't because you got to move. Exactly. I'm I'm mobile. So anyway, they're coming into. Uh, I I gave them mom and dad's address out in Yam Hill. Mom has uh, instructions to call me as soon as she gets oh, nice. them. So so I have a little thing. So so Kurt, you get you get them without any uh, any effort. Just come and mm-hmm. see us. But I'm thinking anybody else who wants a Heinrich tailgater sticker mm-hmm. has to find me at the tailgater mm-hmm. and say, Beege is awesome. <laughs> okay? That's what I want done. Okay? So if, if you feel like you are de- deserving of a Heinrich tailgater sticker, I got 200 of them coming. So, but I want him to say, Beege is awesome. I'd like him to profess it to the sky. You know, kind of like Khan or like, you know, like Captain Kirk did in Wrath of Khan where he screams in the air. That's that's what I want to uh, People do. Beach is awesome. Yeah, that's what I want. Because I'm awesome. Okay. 
You didn't even know I, I did, did that, did you? Did that. No, they're awesome. They're going to be three by three. Cool. All right. I thought that was a cool. good size. That's good enough to look good. Like yeah. yeah. And it's square, not an O, because no, I, was, I don't I think anything that. looking like it. Yeah, yeah, I know. I wasn't doing Yeah. I wasn't doing when they do this. You weren't making it look like a, like a female yeah. genitalia. Oh, right yeah. on. Cool. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> yeah, this was pretty easy. I, I'm like yeah. that. They didn't even question me on copyright laws or anything. They're just like, well, yeah. print them. So I've got other stuff printed. They don't yeah. ask many questions. Yeah, I'm they're, pretty they're flexible on that. Well, cool, Beach. Well, Kyle, or Kurt, I wonder how many you have to come by and see Beach on uh, on Saturday. Yeah, and 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 if if we have a if we have success with our uh, stickers, and maybe we'll look at uh, doing some tattoos. Cool. Nice. That's <laughs> awesome. We'll start yeah, with I stickers. Like sticker idea. All right, Beach. Think think two hundred is think enough. That's awesome. I think that's okay. awesome. All right, uh, Beej, ready to move on to some Beaver and Pac-12 news? Yeah, let's let's move okay, on here. Okay, what do we got? Let's start with a little women's volleyball. I love women's volleyball. It's my favorite sport. <laughs> right on. When are you and I going to go to a game? Uh, whenever you come down for one. Dude, you need to invite me for this. It's the only time I get to see females. All righty then. Uh, Oregon State <laughs> came out and defeated the Michigan Wolverines on Friday night for a 7-0 start, the second-best start in school history. But then on Saturday, they lost to number 23, Michigan State. Yeah. Sucks. But the uh, Beavs are now 7-1, and one, and they travel to Bakersfield to compete in the Roadrunner Invitational against Cal State Bakersfield, Fresno State, and Long Beach State this weekend. I mean, I hope they come back with a win because losing in Bakersfield is like crappier than just going yeah. to Bakersfield. Yep. Pretty much. Yeah, they should like pay you oh, to go there. Couldn't pay me to go there. Only worst place in Bakersfield is Fresno. It's like the armpit of California. Yeah, because I think Fresno's the butthole. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Beach. Both and both yeah, of them stink. Let's move on to women's soccer. Ooh, I love women's soccer. It's my favorite sport. Oregon State lost to Florida International on Friday, one to nothing. And then the University of Central Florida, four to nothing on Sunday in Florida. Beavs aren't doing really well, Beach. They are 0 6 and 2, and they come home to host the University of Portland this Friday. Hard, hard to hold pride in an 0 6 and yeah, 2. Not, not doing well. <laughs> we might have lost six, but we've tied yeah. two. Not looking cool. good. Only in soccer. Okay, next, what do we got Beach, next? Uh, a little bit of men's soccer. Uh, the Beavers beat Siena on Friday one to nothing, and then defeated Duquesne two to one, uh, two to one, and clinched the Henzer Zahar Nike Classic title last weekend. So the Beavers are now five one and zero on the young season, and will return to action on Thursday when they host the University of Portland at seven p.m. Now, how's the boys U of P team? Because the girls kick ass. Um, both University of Portland teams tend to be pretty good. Cool. So. Good game to come, come yeah, and watch. Yep, 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 but we'll be getting ready for a tailgate. If, if, I was gonna, I was gonna say if you yep. like soccer and if you thought it was like a real sport. <laughs> All right, Beach. Uh, on to football. Uh, Oregon okay. State University head football coach Mike Riley announced Wednesday that defensive back Xavier Crawford will join the team for winter term in January. Now Crawford has signed a financial aid agreement to attend OSU and will have five years to complete four years of playing eligibility. Now, Crawford was rated the 96th best product, uh, prospect in the country uh, per the recruiting site Scout following his 2013 season 
at newly opened Clayton Valley High School in Concord, California. Now, he helped Clayton Valley to a 9-1 record as a senior in 2013 and to his share of the Diablo League Championship. So, I'm not sure why he's... Yeah, what was the delay? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if he had... I don't know if he was gray-shirted. I didn't really look into it. Um, do you know what a gray shirt is, Beach? No, please so explain. So a gray no. shirt is you sign with... You say, I want to come play here at a school. So you know what a red shirt mm-hmm. is. Red shirt means you sign yeah. and you practice and you go to class, but you don't play. So everyone has one red shirt year available where, mm-hmm. where you go to school and you can practice, but you're not actually involved in any games. When they gray shirt, it's kind of a newer term. And what you say is, I'm going to go to school here, but I'm not going to enroll yet, usually because that school doesn't have enough eligible um, scholarships. scholarships. And okay. so then when a scholarship opens, you start school. And like he's starting in, in January. So any seniors that play this fall and have already graduated, their scholarships will open in January because they're no longer using Okay. Gotcha. I don't know exactly what his story was, but 96th uh, best product in the country. That's pretty impressive. Prospect. That's pretty impressive. That's awesome. So he will be here in January. Cool. That'll be good to see. Good for Oregon State. Yeah. Yeah. And defensive back. So we'll we'll be graduating several defensive backs. So that'll be a great thing. Cool. Oh, hey, Beach. Is yes. that the teletype I hear behind you? You know, believe it or not, I let that son of a bitch around everywhere I go. <laughs> Unbelievable, isn't it? So anyway, hold on. Let me let me pull it off, Billy. Just a sec. Billy, this just in. The U of O canceled football practice on Sunday after majority of the team, according to university officials, requested to assist in a forest fire a few hours north of Eugene near Estacada. Huh. Now, in a related story... Oh, that's awful nice of those guys to go up and lend a hand to a struggling community. And they, they, there's, there's a lot of love down there in Eugene, yeah. honestly. The Estacada Rural Fire District has been extremely busy with hundreds of volunteers over the weekend and continuing into this week. Uh, the 36 pit fire burning in grass burning in grass and timber about 10 miles southeast of Estacada has charred 2300 acres. And as of the time of this recording, it is 0% contained. The smoke was bad in town, but it was even worse just four miles east up Oregon 224, where visibility was reduced to about a quarter mile. A red flag warning remains in effect through Monday night for most of western Oregon. By Tuesday, a round of dry lightning storms could spark new blazes. Winds inside those storms will also challenge firefighters already working the state's existing fires. Smoke from the fire continues to drift into Willamette Valley and the Portland metropolitan area. Lend, uh, leading to unhealthy levels, uh, leading to unhealthy pollution levels, according to the Oregon Department of Environmental Quality. In a special weather statement issued Monday morning, the National Weather Service in Portland said the smoke will continue to affect much of the northwest Oregon and southwest Washington through Monday yeah, it's night. It's been real smoky down here today. Yeah, crazy. You know, the the I'll, I'll have to say though, the sun rises and the sunsets are absolutely yeah. gorgeous, but terrible things are going on. So. Evidently, the rec- now this 
going back to it, evidently the request by the U of O players was made after a tweet quickly went through campus and onto the smartphones of the Duck football players about a thick haze of burning grass surrounding Estacada. <laughs> so evidently that motivated them all to go up there and start helping. Anyway, they handing out Doritos and Funyuns. <laughs> you know, they did say hundreds of volunteers were pantsing, were, were packing uh, lunch lunch bags. So I'm sure Doritos were included. Brownies. So anyway, you know, I just think it's amazing. <laughs> so anyway, it's amazing. You know, the, those 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 Eugene, the people of Eugene, and especially the Duck football team are always so quick to help so when. They really are. They'll do anything. Grass? For... I'll be up there just a second. <laughs> Don't waste it, man. Don't bullguard that, man. Pass it, dude. Pass it. No, no, no. To the right. So to anyway. the right. What is it? Pass the duchy to the left hand side. All right. So. Speech. All right. Yeah. From Eugene. I. You know, it's it's amazing what you can find I out bet. there. I bet. Yes. All right. All right, Beej, uh, are you ready to go under further review for week three in the Pac-12? After further review, the runner did cross the line. I am, I am. All right, Beej, so I have our list here of what we picked this week. And I didn't write down for next weekend. We have this week. So, heading into after week two, the tallies were as follows. I was at 16 out of 23, and you and mm-hmm. Kyle were each a game ahead of me at 17 out of 23. I think I kind of got my ass kicked this last yeah. week, but I guess we'll find out here shortly. Yeah. We'll wait and see, I think. Who would have guessed Boston all right, College? So we'll, we'll start at Beach. Uh, all the games were on Saturday the 13th. Started out with Wyoming at Oregon. Do you remember who everybody took? I think we all took Oregon, not because we like them, but because we thought exactly. they would win. And uh, quarterback Marcus Mariota led the Ducks on six consecutive scoring drives to lift Oregon to a 48-14 to win over the Cowboys. Now, Mariota became the fourth Oregon quarterback to pass for more than 7,000 yards. The Ducks' junior completed 19 of 23 passes with two touchdowns. Mariota also rushed for five times for 71 yards, including touchdown runs of 15 and 19 yards. Mariota has thrown a school record 71 TDs with at least one TD thrown in all 29 games he's appeared. That's impressive. Hmm. That's impressive. Didn't uh, and I heard he had amazing score himself. Uh, he had week, one where correct? he broke to the right and dove over a guy into the end zone just over the pylon. It was an impressive play. Yeah, I heard. I heard uh, the Ducks broadcaster saying, "Oh, that's going to be his uh, Heisman highlight." Reel. Yeah, whatever. Got to get yeah. through the season first. Don't start uh, counting those uh, ducks before they're hatched. Mm-hmm. You know. So, okay, well, well, that that answers Wyoming's game. What, who, who's right. up I next? thought Wyoming might, might come out. They they went down and went up seven nothing. Held, held I the heard Ducks that. scoreless it, in the first quarter. You know the the Ducks kind of remind me right now of like USC uh, a couple years mm-hmm. ago. You know how USC would always be down in the first yeah. half, and in the second half they'd make the adjustments and they yeah. Dump well, them. the Ducks you just can't you, you just can't can give just, them a crease. No, you and you got to score like and you got to score crazy you in that first play half. Clean. You gotta play clean. No mistakes. No turnovers. 
you got to score when you're in the red zone, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, all right, yeah. Beach. Next up was Illinois at Washington. Who did I pick? You on took this UW. One? Actually, all three of us took UW. And okay. uh, Washington linebacker Shaq Thompson returned an interception, 36 yards for a TD, and picked up a fumble and run it 52 yards for another score as Washington routed Illinois, 44 to 19. Wow. Wasn't much of a game for the sounds of it. Uh, Washington was up 21 to nothing in the first quarter and 28 to Mm -hmm. nothing shortly into the second. So, yeah, it was pretty much a stomping from the get-go. So we all picked up that one. Next up, Beige, Army at Stanford. Pretty sure we all picked the Cardinal on this one. Yes, we we did. And Cardinal quarterback Kevin Hogan threw for 216 yards and four TDs as number 15 Stanford rebounded from a frustrating loss to Southern California with a 35 to nothing win over army. A couple things about this beach. One under, uh, whoever their head coach is. I can't remember his name right now. It's not coming David, to me. I'm sorry. I'm... Isn't it David under their I current head coach. I can't remember yeah. his name for the life of me right now. Stanford has never lost two consecutive games. Yeah. Really? Never lost two consecutive games. The other thing is, that was their third game this year. They've pitched two shutouts. So they've shut out two opponents. And I don't wow. care who you're playing or how good you are. It's David, David Shaw. Shaw. That's what it is. It's damn hard to pitch a shutout, let alone two mm-hmm. in a season. So Yeah. Well, and then ultimately their loss last week was more related to uh, – well, they, they I, I will take that typical duck attitude. Well, they gave it yeah. to them. I don't know. Yeah, but but ultimately, Stanford, Stanford, if they would have played a cleaner game, could have easily won that yeah. game. Yeah, they kind of screwed themselves in the end, really. Yeah. So yeah. But All right. Anyway, well, anxious to see them though. I mean, they still really control their own destiny. At yeah, this it point. was. Yeah, true. You can lose one game in conference, mm-hmm. and it wasn't a game to a. It was a. Uh, a Southern division game. So as long as they haven't lost a Northern division game, they still control their own destiny. So, you know, dad and I were talking about this today and I just want to clarify. So we're, we're in the, the Northern conference. Okay. So let's say we, and again, this is just hypothetical here. Let's say we beat all of the teams in the Northern conference, but lose the rest of our games. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then let's say Oregon, loses two games in the Northern Conference, but wins all the rest of their Pac-12 games. They would go. So ultimately, it's who has the best record of the total Pac-12 conference in your region. region. Yeah. It doesn't matter how you do just against your Northern. It's it's the whole conference rated. Yes. Okay. That's what I just wanted to clarify. Okay. So best best conference record in your division. So all Stanford has to do is win out, and they would go. Okay. That makes sense? Yeah, yes, they have to because... Play the and they would each have... And if Correct. Oregon won out... And it doesn't matter what USC does because they're, they're not in the, in the division. division. They're in the north-south division, so... Yeah, okay, mm-hmm. gotcha. All right, Beach, moving on. Uh, next up was Portland State at Washington State. I think I picked Portland State on this Regrettably, one. you did, Beach. Um, Washington yeah. State quarterback Connor Halliday, the nation's leading passer threw for 544 yards and six touchdowns on Saturday as Washington State beat Portland State 59-21. to That's just So Halliday has thrown for almost 1,400 yards 
in three Let's games. Sure as hell well, they don't run the they ball. Run. It'll be interesting to see what happens now. They have to start actually playing Pac-12 teams that know the, how to play. The, the this just this just reminds me of the opposite of Pettibone right here. Pretty much. Yeah, Pettibone didn't like to pass. Washington State doesn't like to Correct. run. Correct. So, and neither of them work well in the pack, as far as I'm yeah. concerned. But it is what it is. Somebody's got to be the bitch in the pack. I think we know who our you bitch pretty is. Pretty much, Beach. All right, Beach. <laughs> moving on. The next game was UCLA at Texas. I think I picked Texas on this one. Did yes, I not? Yes, you did. Kyle and I each took UCLA. And uh, UCLA backup quarterback Jerry Neuheisel threw a 33-yard TD pass to Jordan Payton with three minutes left on the first play after a 58-yard punt return by Ishmael Adams for a 20-17 come-from-behind win over Texas. Now, UCLA quarterback Brett Hundley injured his left elbow in the first quarter. Um, and they said that he they don't play this week, which is good. He may or may not be back next week, the week after. So is is this uh, Neuheisel's yes, son? Yes, it is Neuheisel's son. And they had video of Neuheisel watching it on t- on TV at Pac-12 um, headquarters where they – oh, and he was like pacing around and watching his kid, and and it was funny to watch him. But uh, Now what's he doing now? He's a commentator on the Pac-12 network. Okay, so they okay had, that's what I thought. He was in like – So they showed well, him they, there. He was in one of the rooms watching it, and they kind of had a camera just okay. kind of stuck it in the room and just – kind of watched him as he, how he was reacting to it. Now beach interesting thing started this game. Texas screwed up the, the coin toss. I haven't heard about this happening in a college game. I've heard it happening once. It actually happened to the beavers. Yeah, we did yeah. it one time. If this is what I'm thinking, yep. it is what you're going to say he, is we, we, you didn't defer. Exactly. So Texas wanted to kick off. Okay. Now everyone knows there's, choices you make at the coin flip, right? If you win the coin flip, there's choices you can make. You can choose Mm -hmm. to kick. You can choose to receive. You can choose to defer your choice to the second half, or you can choose to defend an end. Okay. Those are the choices you can make. Mm -hmm. Now, 99.99999% of the time, you're going to choose to either receive Or or defer to the second half. Right, because now when you choose to defend an end, if you choose to defend an end, then the other team can choose to kick or receive. Right, so if I if I win the coin toss, you win the coin toss. You choose. I want to defend the north end. I'm going to choose to receive, Uh and that's and you'll kick off the second half. It's my choice now. I'm going to choose. I'm going to choose. I'm going to choose to receive, and now you can choose which end you want. Because now it's my choice. And that's what happened. Texas chose to kick. So their coach wanted them to kick off, right? So if you want to kick, mm-hmm. what you need to do is defer. Because, because 99.99999% of the time, the other team's going to choose choose to receive, right? Because mm-hmm. right? you want the ball, the other team wants the ball in the second half. But the guy yeah. screwed up, and I guess the coach was just laying into him at the sideline. That's just really low football IQ right there. Not knowing that. Yeah, yeah. But shame on the coach for not informing well, the I student. I think he did, but I like, think the guy was just too much of an idiot. Charlie Strong is like, the new coach there. He came from Louisville. Now, who did it for us? Uh, it was actually a – Oh, the that's ball. not what he said. It was uh, Richard Siegler, and he said, we want to kick the effing ball because it was picked <laughs> up on the radio network. 
Because <laughs> he's like, we want to kick the effing ball. And they were like, whoa. So, and the thing is, so I guess during the UCLA game, so the guy said, yeah, we want to kick. And the referee actually turned his mic off and tried to explain to the player what he was choosing. And the guy said, no, we uh-huh. want to kick. So the referee said, okay. And it was funny. Wow. So, so it was Charlie Strong, the Texas coach, just got pissed on the sideline. And then you had Jim Mora, the UCLA coach, on the sideline going, so we get the ball twice? He was like, really? <laughs> We're getting the ball twice? But, yeah, that's what happened. Wow. All right, Beach. so moving on. So you lost that one. Kyle and I each got it. Moving on. Next game, USC at Boston College. You know what we took? I'm pretty sure we took a USC all yes, the way around. Took, tear that off here so I can see. We were we fools. all took USC. How could we be so stupid? And uh, that was a bad pick. <laughs> that was a bad yeah. pick. Uh, the Trojans gave up 452 yards on the ground while only rushing for 20 themselves and losing to Boston College 37 to 31. Amazing it was that yeah. close. Now, cool thing during the game, Beach, the Eagles wore helmets, shoes, and gloves decorated in the red bandana theme to honor um, a past BC graduate. Um, uh, his last name was uh, Crother. Now, okay. it was, uh, this BC graduate, he was known for wearing that accessory all the time. He wore it underneath his helmet when he played for Boston College, and he always had a bandana with him. Now, there was a story about uh, a guy in one of the World Trade Centers who... Um, died helping uh, usher other people to safety. Now, um, this person, they're, they're not sure if it was Crother, but they're pretty sure it was because he tied on a red bandana over his face to keep the dust out so he could breathe and was ushering mm-hmm. people out. And he ultimately died when the tower collapsed. And he was wow. an employee in that tower. Yeah. Wow. So now the Eagles were shown a video about uh, Crother during the week. And the USC sideline joined in the applause when uh, his parents were honored on the field during a break in the game. So I just thought that was cool. cool. So, yeah, like the stripe down the helmet had that kind of red bandana pattern Mm -hmm. to it, and so did the gloves and the shoes. It was kind of cool. Yeah. It's awesome. And since it was, you know, pretty close to uh, September 11th, they decided to honor him. I thought it was kind of neat. That's a great tribute. All right, Beach. So um, we all lost that one. Uh, Next up, Beach, was Arizona at Colorado. Arizona State. Yeah, I think I think I chose Arizona. I think we all chose Arizona yes, State on this one, did we uh, not? Arizona State quarterback okay. Taylor Kelly threw for three TDs and ran for 50 yards for another score before leaving with a right foot injury. As number 16, Arizona State was still a late challenge from Colorado to beat the Buffaloes 38 to 24. Now Taylor Kelly was in a boot and on crutches at the end of that game. I heard it did not look good for him. Do we have an update? No, and actually, Arizona State and UCLA both have this week off, and they play mm-hmm. each other the week after. And it doesn't look wow. good. Arizona, they say Kelly might be out until mid-October. So, mm. not good for him. Not good for him at all. So, anyways, so uh, we all picked up that one. And the last game of the week, Beach, Nevada at Arizona. And I think we all grabbed Arizona on this one, didn't we? No, we mixed it, missed it. We mixed this yes, one up, actually, didn't we? Kyle took Arizona. You and I took Nevada. 
Now, Arizona quarterback okay. Anu Solomon threw for 270 yards and three touchdowns, and Nick Wilson ran for 171 yards as Arizona held off Nevada 35-28. to So wow. we both missed that one. I hate I you, I do, Kyle. too. I hate you, Kyle. So right now, as it stands after week three, you are in third place at 21. I'm in second place at 22, and Kyle has eked out ahead with 24. So... That's where we're at right now. Okay. All right, Beach. A lot of weeks left. There's a lot of weeks left. So we're at week three, and we should get up to week 14. So a lot of time. All right, Beach. It is now time for that. uh, one of your favorite parts of the show, the Tommy Mm -hmm. Tuberville. What's he think I look like? A jackass? You sure do. Jackass of the Week Award. Now, every week, every week, we like to discuss a person in college football who exemplifies the truly worst in sportsmanship, leadership, or just being a fan. And actually, this week, former college football player, now professional player, Adrian Peterson, running back for the Minnesota Twins. Beach, have you heard about this? I, I have heard about this. I actually saw some of the right. pictures. So um, last Friday, Beach, Adrian Peterson was indicted by a grand jury on charges of reckless or negligent injury to a child in Texas. Now, he flew back early Saturday morning uh, to Minnesota after being indicted where he ha- was deactivated for the Vikings home game against the Patriots on Sunday. So um, this incident goes back to uh, an incident in the uh, in May where he said uh, he told police that at that the incident he referred to it as a whooping that he gave his four-year-old son. Um, mm-hmm. He said it was a punishment for his son pushing another one of Peterson's childrens. Now the boy suffered cuts and bruises to areas including his back, butt, ankles, and legs. Now, from what I understand, Peterson went out to a tree, got a switch off it, and smacked his kid with it. Now. Have you seen, you said you saw the pictures? I saw pictures of the child's uh, kind of butt and legs. It was kind of like a side shot. Like it it was bleeding, you know, and you could tell where it was. Okay. So can I go on a little diatribe? Okay, go ahead. My my, my view is, okay. So everybody has the right to discipline their child their own way. Okay. Some people like timeouts. Other people like spankings, whatever I feel is within reason. Uh Okay. And, and again, I was spanked as a child. I have no problem I was with spanked it. As a child. You know, yeah. I mean, you know what? It 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 it's a good way to teach you right you, from wrong. You and know, all- what you got to learn is there's consequences to your actions. That's Correct. what I think. Now that being said, I never, I have never spanked Peyton. Well, well, well let, let me, I've let me, can we, okay. I did spank Gunner once. It didn't do any good. Seriously, <laughs> I, he's he's too yeah. strong of a little kid. I found with him timeouts are the thing that work with him he has to go in timeout his world's ending he does not want that to happen so yeah but my my view is if if you choose to spank or whatever you know again it's it's your child your Mm -hmm. choice but but ultimately no bruising no bleeding Mm -hmm. you know and you know a good sting from a wooden spoon does wonders but I mean, this child was was I mean, it was just it looked like slashes down the kid's leg. I mean, looked like he was right. whipped, you know, and it had these these straight lines down Basically his leg, all about those. an inch or so apart. Yeah, and and he was bleeding, and I'm like, dude. So anyway, but you and I kind of discussed this briefly, where 
you know, you're a product of your own environment True. too. And what, what you had done to you as a child, you think is the norm, whether it's acceptable or unacceptable, you don't know yeah. the difference. Um, and so ultimately, and you know, I listened to the news, uh, this evening and they talked and who did, who does he play Minnesota. for again? Minnesota came out and they said that he's not banned from any games or anything at this point, and ultimately they will make their decision once the courts have made and I theirs. Agree with that. So he's, he's innocent until proven guilty, and I think that's a beautiful way to look at it. Because again, I don't think Adrian Peterson by is a bad guy. No, I think he's kind of you broken. I, yeah, I think he's got a, a warped view of normal. But again, who are we well, to judge? Like I said, he, you, you know, know, we talked about this. His dad's in prison. His dad's never been around because his dad's in prison. Mm-hmm. Um, and when his dad was around, maybe I'm he sure beat he did because they said, you know, he was just yeah. disciplining his son the way he was disciplined. So it very well could mm-hmm. have been. Now Peterson did yeah. apologize in a statement on Monday for the quote hurt I have brought to my child. Um, also, mm-hmm. he said he will testify in court that he did not intend to harm his son and said he is quote without a doubt not a child abuser. Mm-hmm. And and I and I would you, you know and. The, I think we normally the time you see child abuse being on a sexual level. I don't think it's just he got way too yeah. physical. Now, so this is kind of sad. People are saying, well, it's kind of brutal to give him a jackass of the week award for this. Here is my problem. Now, a Houston TV station reported that the mother of another four-year-old, a child of his from a different mother than the child he stands charged with abusing, filed a report with Child Protective Services a year ago claiming that he abused his child, but no charges were brought. And if you also remember, about a year ago, one of his sons was killed um, from um, the mother she was li- he was living with up in South Dakota with a, the mother of the child, who was his son, yeah. uh, the, was killed by um, the mother's current boyfriend. So right here, we've got three different babies Three different baby mamas. Mm-hmm. So, dude, you're 29. You're 29. What the hell are you doing? Figure yeah. it out. I, I just don't understand that. That's that. None of this is brought up, and this is why I want to give him the Jackass of the Week award. Dude, keep it in your freaking pants. <laughs> Seriously. You're, no, you're not, you know what it, the hell. You know, and these you kind of uh, reap yeah. what you and, sow, and, literally here. Well, you know, and, and and don't you know that these women know the kind of money you're oh, pulling yeah. in? Yeah. Oh yeah. They're all the happy to pull it out of your pants. It's just what the hell, dude? And that's that's just three of the kids that they mentioned in this article. You know, wouldn't you think the 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 football team or somebody, his manager, would have an advisor and saying, you know, maybe you should. Be. You know, I heard on the news the other day, or no, I saw it on a well, Facebook they, they, you know, post. Frankly, gonna be, there's going to be a pill for men here quite soon. Frankly, Beach, his his <laughs> management's they, not going to care because they're, they're making they're money making too. Percent right off the top. If he has, yeah, so he does. He they, has to put, they don't care how much has to go to child support. And, they and wow, I mean that's kind of a harsh reality, but that's just to me that's just messed up. So Adrian yeah. Peterson, you get this week's. <laughs> Jackass of the Week Award. Keep it zipped up, dude. <laughs> Anyways, Beach, it is now time for our ACDC musical interlude. 
Ooh, yes, yes. And so uh, you have a song today? I do. You and I kind of, well, we kind of came through th- a few songs here. Where in the heck did that go? Hold on. Well, the, the, oh, here the it is. album is. Okay. Is Power Age, Age right? Yes, yes. Okay, so now this is interesting. I did a little research, like I always try to do, bringing it a nice little job, bit tonight. Dude. Okay, so Power Age is actually the favorite album of uh, uh, Keith I Richards. Okay. And so a little bit. So Billy gave me a little bit for the audience here. Billy gave me a list of three songs he felt were fitting. He said Sin City, Riff Raff, or Gone Shoot. I love all three of those songs. So ultimately, I get to choose which one of those three I like. And I look through Power Age, and those were the three that Mm -hmm. I enjoyed Mm -hmm. as well. Okay, so a little bit about it. Sin City was actually covered by Twisted Sister at one time. And Dee Snyder changed one of the lines in the song where he says... Ain't got a hope in hell. That's Bon Scott's belief, which I think is an mm-hmm. awesome tribute mm-hmm. to Bon Scott because ultimately Twisted Sister sang that after Bon Scott's yes. death. So I think that's pretty awesome. Riff Raff is actually a favorite of Slash. Yes, I read that too. And if you listen, and if you listen to uh, Slash FM or something, it's uh, his. Uh, is it a serious yeah, station serious that he has? Station, yeah. Yeah, that he plays All the time, it yeah, a it's, lot. It's, it's in his rotation a lot. Yeah, and then uh, GNR, without Slash, even sang the song on their Chinese Democracy yep. Tour. So that was pretty cool. But I think the one that I'm going to pick tonight is the third one, Gone Shoot. Nice. And the reason why is because according to Mike Judge... Oh, of Beavis and Butthead fame. Of Beavis and Butthead. I'm bringing it back to the beginning. I like oh, how I bring it back. circled the back around there. That's nice. I, I am. He actually used the riff off of Gone Shoot. Uh-huh. For the Beavis and Butthead theme song. Really? Listen to it. I, I crap you not. After I read that, I listened to it, and I'm like, oh, my God. You could almost see Beavis and Butthead walking down the street right nice. there. So t- take a listen to it, and then you'll be like, dude, now you won't be able to listen to it without hearing Beavis and Butthead. All right. So uh, here is Gone Shooting from ACDC's album Power Age.
freaking cool, Beach. I, you know, I tried to bring that it tonight. Was awesome. Huh? Yeah. See that last so, part? I didn't know the first two parts. I knew, but the yeah. uh, gun shooting part, nice. Yeah, yeah. I, I did not know that. Yeah, I did not know. So that. anyway, you know, my 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 outline is all messed up, Billy. So I don't even know where the hell we okay. are right now. Well, Beach, right now it is time to go through our picks for Week Four in the Pac-12. Okay. okay. So okay. now all the games are actually on Saturday the twentieth. And we are going to start with Hawaii at Colorado. What's your pick? Hawaii at Colorado. You know, I'm going to take Hawaii on that one. I just don't think Colorado's got it just yet. Okay. Kyle says, Hawaiian's first game on the road, elevation a factor, Colorado. Hmm. Um, You're taking Hawaii. I'm taking Colorado. I, hmm. I think uh, Hawaii looked susceptible to the pass, and that's what Colorado likes to do. So hmm. I'm going with Colorado. But should be a should good be. game. Okay, next right. up, Beach, Utah at Michigan. Playing in the big house. Hmm. Who you got? You know, I think the second-tier Mormons are going to win this one. <laughs> All right. You got Utah. Kyle says, big house, schmig house. Utah wins. He's always a home yeah. fan there. He's a homer. And I, too, am taking Utah. I think I think they're really? going to beat him. Michigan's not okay. very good this year. So, do you like how I did second-tier like Mormons? It's because they didn't make it yeah, to BYU. They're, they're kind of the leavings. All right, Beach. <laughs> next up, Georgia State at Washington. Um... I'm going to, you know, I think Washington's going to kick ass. Kyle says Washington. He says apple maggots apparently eat peaches. Washington wins. I, too, will take the Huskies. All right, Beach. So next up, we're all pretty much usually Hawaii. Other than that, we're three for three there. Okay, next up, Cal at Arizona. Do I have to pick first on this one? Good golly. You know, they always say Cal's not that good. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if Arizona's all that good this year. It's at Arizona, mm-hmm. though. I'll go with Arizona. Okay, I'm taking Arizona. Kyle says, Arizona puts up a lot of offense except where it counts. Points on the board. Cal wins. I'm going with Arizona strictly because it's in Tucson. Yeah, I don't that, think that's either team is that is. great. No, but I don't think Cal can take the heat. I don't think so either. I don't know how good Cal is, quite frankly. Hmm. So I still think they're going to be kind of crummy. All right, Beach, next up, Oregon at Washington State. (sighs) It would be a beautiful thing in Pullman, but I don't think it's going to happen. I'm going to go with the Ducks. All right, Kyle says, Ducks show Wazoo to the bottom of the Pac-12 North. Ducks win. Enjoy your season, Cougs. And I'm going to have to go three for three with that one. I'm going to take the Ducks, too. Okay. So, All right, Beat. And we only have six games this week because there's some teams sitting out and we're getting into league play, so cuts down the number of games. Next up, Beach, San Diego State at Oregon State. 
Eh, you know, I did a lot of... Actually, I did a lot of soul-searching on this one. Prayed a little bit. Uh, got out the Ouija mm-hmm. board. And uh, even danced around and and uh, dressed like a... Threw hot uh, wax on your nipples? I did do that, too. <laughs> but that was just for fun. It wasn't actually to get any kind of... Uh, it wasn't to get any kind of meaning out of life or anything. That was just for fun. Um, the uh, But I went with Oregon State on this one. All right. I, too, am taking the beeves. Kyle says, what does San Diego mean? No one knows. The translation has been lost to us. Beeves win 3-0. So, it's always good there with Kyle. It's always good there with Kyle. Uh, you know, for, for a man who doesn't, you know, isn't on the show, like, other than the one special he knows show. How to, he knows how to bring it. He does. He does. He brings his own little all flavor. All right. So, we've got that all down there. Fla- fla- flavor de, de Kyle. So, there we go. It's all ready to go. I've got our list for next week. Kind of like Cavender season. There we go. Good for any occasion. <laughs> Put that shit hey, now I gotta bleep that, you <laughs> jerk. Oh, okay. All right. Anyway, so Beach. So next up is gonna be our new section that we just installed last week, the yes. cheaters and horrors section. So yes. we need to come up with some kind of the Rosie Ruiz, right, so the Rosie cheaters. Ruiz cheaters and horrors. But we need to come up with some kind of. Oh, I know. I'm gonna play it right now. Oh, we need a theme song. What do we get for ten dollars? There we go, Beach. There was the theme song. What'd you think? It was awesome, Billy. (laughs) It's like Ramblin' Rod all over again. (laughs) It was a great cartoon, man. You know what that means? Are you asking you me? Figure it out. Yeah, you're gonna make me listen to this thing. <laughs> All right, Beach. Uh, so let's move on, Beach. So you've got our rosy ginger. Ginger, would you send me a link to that app? <laughs> All right, Beach. It's your rosy res cheaters and horrors. What do we got okay, today? I did a lot of. Re- oh, this is a good one. Okay. Mm-hmm. I would like to start this one off with okay. a quote. Okay. The quote goes: Sometimes the people who do the cheating are not always on the field. Sometimes they're the guys in the cushy seats in the luxury boxes. Oh, that's a good quote. Where'd that come from? I said that. Really? Yeah, that's my quote right there, babe. Because <laughs> I'm freaking brilliant. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but it has to do with what... Because, like... Hey, I'm a good quoter here, sure. okay? I say some brilliant things. So, anyway... Today's um, cheaters, cheater and a whore, and actually this is actually has to do with the cheater and okay. whore today. So a guy named Danny Almonte Rojas. Do you know who Danny Almonte Rojas is? Danny Almonte wasn't he the uh, pitcher in the okay. in yes the, in the call in the Little League World Series and he was really like fifteen or something. Well, hold on, let's let's don't okay. ruin it for the audience here. Okay, so born on April 7th, 1987, Daniel Monte Rojas is currently an assistant baseball coach at James Monroe High School, High School in New York. Almonte was born in Mocha in the Dominican Republic. A former Little League pitcher, he became the subject of considerable media attention in 2001. Considered a phenomenon as he led his Bronx team to a third-place finish in the 2001 Little League World Series. But... He was, in fact, a cheater and a whore. 
some it's harsh for a 14 year old beach but okay you see in 2000 danny moved to the bronx where he began playing little league baseball his father philippe who had moved to the united states six years earlier had begun a youth baseball league in mocha that still bears his name with his high leg kick and a fastball that reached a top speed of 76 miles per hour that's equivalent uh, at that that distance is equivalent to a 103 mile per hour fastball in the major wow. leagues by the way uh, the five foot eight or the five foot eight inch Danny soon became a sensation his imposing frame won him the nickname little unit uh, a nod to Randy big unit Johnson who was an impressive major league pitcher mm-hmm. at the time Danny threw a no hitter in the 2001 mid-atlantic regional finals against State College Pennsylvania sending his team to the Little League World, World Series in South Williamsport Pennsylvania in a round-robin game four days later, Danny also threw a perfect game against uh, the team from Opopka, Florida. And that was the first in Little League World Series history since 1979. However, his team was defeated by the same Florida team in the U.S. Championship game. It must be noted that Almonte could not pitch in that game uh, under Little League rules as he had pitched a complete game the day before. He finished uh, the 2001 tournament with 62 strikeouts out of 72 batters faced. It is amazing. Giving up only three hits and three starts and only one unearned run. His team, nicknamed the Baby Bombers because they played in the shadow of Yankee Stadium, was the feel-good story of the Little League World Series. And they were honored before a New York uh, Yankees game shortly after the series. They also received the key to the city from Mayor Rudy Giuliani. I would also like to mention, as a side note, that Detroit gave a key to their city to Saddam Hussein back in 1980, if that holds any. Really? I did not know that. So I don't think getting a key to the city really means a whole hell of a lot, personally. So Danny's imposing appearance and command on the mound, as well as the velocity of his fastball, led to rumors that he was more than 12 years old. Now, his proof of age was a handwritten birth certificate from his mother saying that he had been born at home in Jameo with the help of a midwife in 1989. She had registered Danny's 1989 birth in the year 2000, so 11 years after. A team from Staten Island hired a private investigator to look into the ages of the entire team because they were so dominant. A similar investigation was conducted by a team from uh, Pequannock Township, New Jersey. Neither turned up any evidence that the players were too old. Rolando Polino, the league president and close mentor toward to Danny, and actually in later interviews, Danny would talk about how hard um, Polino pushed him. Uh, Polino adamantly insisted that Danny had in fact been born on April 7, 1989. Polino was initially backed by Little League and Dominican officials who said, the baby bombers had followed all proper procedures regarding age verification. Officials at a little league uh, at little league headquarters even took the unusual step of checking each of the players' documents due to the rumors surrounding the team. The little league officials had increased scrutiny to uh, player eligibility after the 1992 series in which the champions from Zabonga city in the Philippines were stripped of their title due to a large number of out of district and overage players. This is a really competitive sport. I mean, it just, Mm-hmm. But anyway, Sports Illustrated got involved. You know, it's amazing how many things Sports Illustrated has blown up. Weren't they also the ones that blew up the Chip Kelly? Uh, wasn't it Sports Illustrated who brought, or was that ESPN? No, it was, it was uh, Yahoo Sports, I think. Oh, was that who it was? The okay. Willie Lyles um, thing? Well, exactly. It was so it was, 
Sports Illustrated, and this goes back also, you know, 12 years ago here, but Sports Illustrated reporters went to the Civil uh, Records building in Mocha two weeks after the end of the League World Series. They discovered a notation in the birth ledger showing that in 1994, Philippe Almont had registered his son's birth date as April 7th, 1987, two years earlier. Um, at the Dr. Toribio Bonascome Hospital, which would have made him 14 years old at the time of the Little League World Series. It is common, or it's not uncommon for Dominican parents to wait a few years before registering the birth of a child. So their report published on the magazine's website just before... um, was published on the magazine's website just before being published. It triggered a full investigation by the Little League, even as Almonte and his teammates were uh, being celebrated in the Bronx. As part of the Dominican officials' investigation, Victor Romero, head of the National Public Records Office, interviewed the witnesses whose signatures appeared on the 89 birth certificate. They both denied knowing Danny's parents, let alone signing the certificate. On August 31st, Romero announced that Danny had in fact been born in 1987. As a result, Danny was retroactively declared ineligible, and the Baby Bombers had to forfeit all of their wins uh, during tournament play. All of their records were removed from the books, and the team was required to demonstrate compliance with all regulations before entering the 2002 tournament. Philippe Almonte, Danny's dad, was banned from Little League competition for life. Polino... Uh, who uh, was also banned since Little League rules make the league president responsible for player eligibility, which probably was deserving because it sounds like he had a lot to do with it. it. And uh, Dominican prosecutors filed criminal charges against Felipe Monte for falsifying a birth certificate. Danny, who did not speak English at the time, apparently knew nothing about the falsified documents and was cleared of wrongdoing. There's a little bit of question there how much he knew and Mm -hmm. didn't know. But ultimately, um, it was more his dad's effort. I mean, I'm sure he's not the one that said, lie and get me, you know, make me two years younger so I can play. Um, Anyway, Little League President Stephen Keener uh, said that Danny and his teammates had been used in a most contemptible and despicable way and that millions of little leaguers around the world were deceived. ESPN's Jim Capel uh, probably said it best when he called Philippe Almonte the worst stereotype of the Little League parent sprung to life. Danny's grandmother later begged forgiveness, saying that we had to commit this little fraud to give Danny a chance to compete in the tournament as significant as the Little League World Series. So, anyway, I would like to add one more note, though, on this. You know, it's not always the parents that have their kids cheat to Mm -hmm. win. Sometimes it's their uncles. True. If you know what I'm saying. True, Beach. Uh Uh-huh. The ones in the luxury boxes. Exactly. See how I brought I it see around? See how you brought it around, Beach. Nice. Yeah. I, I, I didn't bring the fun today, but I thought I brought it. You know, I thought I made it moving. It was good. So. Okay. Nice. So, yeah, I, I kind of like going, because sometimes it's nice to learn a little history. I don't know if other people, I'm impressed with your knowledge that I can name these people and you know at least a little bit of background on who they I are. I know a lot of random crap. I do too, but not so much on sports. Not as not as uh, big a uh, memory on that as you do. But anyway, cheaters and whores, Billy. Cheaters, cheaters and, and whores. whores. All right, Beach. Good good section this week. Good section this week. All right, so now it's time for our final section of the show, where we preview the San Diego State University game, Tailgater. Okay. So first off, Beach, I want everyone out there to know wear black. Mm, this is yes. a wear black game. They didn't say it was a blackout game. Because we don't want to do that. 
Don't want to have people painting their faces nope. black. It's a wear black game. So make sure you're wearing black to the game. And the kickoff is set for 7.30. And the tailgater starts at what Seven time, o'clock. Billy? Damn right. We'll be out there same damn time. Damn. Because it doesn't matter when the game starts. That's right. Tailgater always starts right. at 7. So we will have a little bit of breakfast stuff. Not much. Probably for the few dumbasses that are out there with us. Mm-hmm. Breakfast burritos. burritos. And some uh, corn dogs. Well, they're pancake sausage yeah, dogs. Breakfast, breakfast yeah. dogs. They might not know, and maybe we can entice somebody there to join go. us. So we'll have a little bit of you that. Know? And then um, we'll start, I figure we'll start firing stuff up about noon. Sounds, Sounds good. good. And um, we are going to do fish tacos. So uh, what we're going to do is we're going to deep fry some some kind of white fish, cod or something like that. I'll decide tomorrow. And we're going to be battering our own on some of I these, think correct? so. You would like to. So I've got some stuff to batter yes. some. So we'll be doing that. Um, I'm also going to probably grill some white fish in the Traeger. So for okay. people that don't want battered, they can have grilled. Is is that grilled or smoked? How It'll do be grilled do in the Traeger. Don't worry. I've got a recipe. Okay. All right. Um, and then we're also going to be deep frying some shrimp. All and righty. probably also grilling some shrimp on the flat top. So if you want shrimp, you can do shrimp. Um, we'll have flour tortillas, we'll have corn tortillas, and I'm thinking we'll also have chips. So if you want to do nachos, you can do nachos, right? Okay. So with all that different, so you have all different kinds of meat that you can throw on there. Um, all different kinds okay. of seafood that you might like. Um, and also beach, I want to do tons of different kinds of toppings. So we'll obviously we'll have sour cream, guacamole, shredded cabbage, probably some lettuce and tomatoes. I just spoke with dad today. He's going to be making some salsa fresca out of fresh onions and tomatoes out of his garden. Mm-hmm. Um, I was also going to bring in some jalapenos, some cheese. I will bring some cheese sauce. So for those awesome. that want cheese sauce, I was also going to make up some like a uh, lime cilantro cream. So like sour cream with some lime and cilantro in it. Mm-hmm. Um, also probably a chipotle cream sauce. So Ooh, you throw that on good. there. Also it's a, Good stuff like that. Of course, we'll also be bringing out our usual deep fried goodness, all sorts of stuff that you can deep fry and throw out there. Jalapeno poppers mm-hmm. and all that kind of junk. So anything else you would like to see, Beach? You know, one of the things I think I might have texted you earlier in the week, any way we could possibly cut our own potatoes and make some French fries, like fresh cut French fries. That's Is a that lot possible? of work, Beach. Okay. That's a lot of work and you got to get the right kind of potato. That's what I was curious You have curious to have the on. right kind of potato, and you're best off soaking those before you do it. It's hard to do it. It's hard to do it with the setup we have. We're not if in If we now. had a sink and we could wash potatoes because you got to get some of the starch off them after you cut them, and there's just certain things that you need to do that. And you can't let them sit around because they will change exactly. color on you too. And you yeah, need to kind gotcha. of uh, – um, uh, blanch them. So you bake them for just a little bit in hot oil and then pull them just to get them started. And then double, mm-hmm. basically double fry them is the way to go. Okay. And I just, I know you want to do it. I think it's just too much work with Understood. our setups that we have. If we had an actual restaurant, yeah. not a problem. We could do it. But I think not okay. having a sink and not being able to do it. I was just going for some authentic fish it would, and chips. It would be good, but I will, I'll still bring okay. fries. That works. Okay. I'll also That'll bring work. some tartar sauce out and that kind of stuff if people just want to do 
card on it. Oh, that might be good. Just yeah, because we'll cut the the fish up into probably smaller yep. bites. Anyway. I'm gonna bring out lemons, limes. So to fit, so to fit in the tacos, if you yep. want to go that route, or if you want to just eat them as. Yep. I'll as, bring out uh, lemons, limes, all that kind of stuff. So cool. So we'll have all that kind of thing. Um, I'm actually excited. Anything for this else one. you would like me to see see me bring out? Cute little redhead, about five foot four, yeah. about 110 pounds. Nice ass. Fresh, fresh out of those beach. Damn Sorry. it. Anything okay. else? Anything else? Well, since you shot, all I wanted was French fries and a cute redhead. I mean, what the hell else? You know, what, are you going to ruin all my dreams? Uh, at least those two. Sorry. That's all right. All right, Beach. So uh, I think that's what we'll be doing. So hopefully we'll see a bunch of people out there. Need any help with the shrimp or are you going to be okay Friday oh, night? Oh, I'll be okay with that because I'm, I'm not going to have okay. to uh, uh, skewer anything. I'm just okay, going to, cool. what I'll probably do is marinate them up. And then we'll just throw them on the flat top, and just kind of saute them up on there. I was also I was also gotcha. figured we'd pull out the um, a couple of the uh, uh, chafing dishes, and have one okay. for fried stuff, the fried fish, and well that's will that hold them it, stay better than nothing, better okay. than nothing. So we'll have one like that, okay. and then we'll also have one for the uh, uh, the shrimp, shrimp the 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 grilled fish and, and shrimp. Okay. And I was also going to do some fresh fajita vegetables on the flat top. So onions and peppers okay. and stuff like that. If someone wants to go more fajita style. Maybe we should bring out like three chafing dishes. One for the, for the fried fish and shrimp one for, are we frying yeah. any shrimp? Okay. So one for fried shrimp and fish, one for uh, grilled shrimp and fish, and then one for miscellaneous stuff and fries. Okay. We can do that. Cause I think we're going to need some we space. We can do that. Yeah. All right, beach. All right. Cool. That's good. That's good. I will bring out three. Cool. All right. Uh, awesome. One thing I also want to say that um, we will be going down to the USC game next week. Yes. And we know the kickoff for the USC game is 7:30 next weekend. So um, I don't know what we'll be doing. You're talking about wanting to go to Philippe's. That's what I was thinking. We, we can possibly do that a little bit. Have you ever been? Never been. No. I, said, yeah, I can I mean, look into that. It's 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 the originator of the French. We, dip. we can look into that. Do a do a lunch there yeah. and. And see what else. But I'm, I was just gonna say, anybody else that would like to go, or is gonna be down there and wants to hang out, we'll be actually be at Disneyland on Friday, and then doing that. Um, if you want, uh, give me a text. My number is five four one nine nine zero one two three one. Let me know. I don't know what the heck we'll be doing, but if you want to hang out, let me know. So, anything else to add, Beach? You know, I got nothing All right. Really. I want to thank everyone for listening to the show number 47 of Illegal Participation. Uh, if you'd like to comment, send a suggestion, or ask a question, there are a few ways to get in touch with us. Voicemail, 541-207-3586, HeinrichTailgator at gmail.com, uh, at HeinrichTailgator on Twitter, and also check us out on Facebook. I'm still trying to get us on iTunes, so hopefully it will be soon. And, uh, Beach, thanks for being. This is a good one. You know what? Glad to be here. I think I, I brought a little bit. It something, was good. Something it was good. It was table. good. I um, just want to remind everybody, show number 48 will be next week, and we'll have more fun and frivolity the only way that we know how to do it. And until then, we'll end the show with a great big Go Bees.
That's so disappointing. A little bit from Kyle. We always get it from Kyle. You ready to do this? If I, yeah, if I sound a little confused, just let it go. Just so remind me, steer me along podcasting. the way. Pretty much, yeah. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. You always do that right before I'm supposed to, about ready to start. What, and interrupt mm-hmm. you? So what do you think about Maelstrom turning into Frozen? Um, uh, I'm, I'm, I've, I'm down for anything when they invest new money into an attraction. I am too. It's funny because people are like, well, it's getting away. You're putting characters in there and it's that mail, uh, Frozen isn't about Norway. No, but Frozen, Norway affected the look of Frozen, right? And Maelstrom mm-hmm. is an okay attraction. Stated. It's very dated and it's, you know. The technology has gotten so much well, better Well, and it's one then. of those things where it's like people laugh at the, uh, at the end of it, they walk right by the movie. Mm-hmm. And I was in a discussion with somebody on Twitter. Yeah, that's nobody waits no. for the movie anymore. It's really and I was doing I was doing a discussion with somebody online because I always thought the movie, I always thought the movie was. Well, good. I was doing something online and in, in or on Twitter, and I said, you know, because he said about something evolving. I go, well, can't he's like, I'm all for theme parks evolving. I don't like you know I don't like this though. And I said, well, can't the theme evolve too? Because he's like, well, you know, the theme of World Showcase was to show the different cultures and the lands. I'm like, well, yeah, but also, too, how much easier is it to get to these places now? Yeah. It's yeah. not 1982. There's a reason why they don't domestically do any more World's Fairs. Mm-hmm. You know, they still do them in Asia, but they don't do them here because it's just as easy to go to those places. And and, and our society is wealthy enough that we can afford Well, and to. I just don't, you know... I guess I don't see the great injustice in it. And hell, we don't even know what the ride's going to be. No, people judge you. Yeah, it's like Pandora. Everyone's all wrong. Like, you know, I didn't think the movie was that great. But everyone that I've seen that's talked to that's seen the movie said, oh, my God, the the movie sucked, but the visuals were amazing. So (laughs) that's what I'm thinking. You know, if they can make the land that kind of stunning, isn't that what it's about? Well, Journey to the Center of the Earth, and they never did a movie about that, and that ride turned yeah. out okay. Oh, that's right. You've never been to Disney Sea. Oh, that's right. So shut the hell up. But I'm just saying. Well, I'm just saying, though. It, You know. Yeah. All right. Well, are we going to yeah. do this or not? 